What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast, where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professionals, so please consult with them first before making any changes. Yes, people, welcome back to the show, to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing 10 nutrition tips for us as Type 1 diabetics. So before I get going, please leave me a rating and a review if you get value from this episode on the podcast app or whatever device or platform you listen to it on. Also, give it a screenshot, share it on your socials, tag me at Type 1 underscore Tom on Instagram and Tom Allison on Facebook. So... Bit of a side note before we get going into this episode, you won't be able to see me, obviously, on the podcast, but guys on the live will. I've had to start to wear glasses. I've had to start to wear glasses. Everyone says they look all right. I think they look all right. They take some fucking getting used to, though. So basically, long story short, well, it's going to be a medium-sized story, this. I was getting a lot of pressure above my left eye. So I tried to get in with my um, eye screening, diabetic eye screening. And it was about going to be about eight weeks till they can get me in. I was like, fuck this shit. I, I want it sorted now. I'm one of those, if I think something's up, like, I want it sorted as soon as possible. So I got in with the opticians down the road from me. And they did all the sort of eye tests. Their cameras aren't as good as when we go to our actual proper eye screening. But they put me through the eye tests um, and the results. They said, right, there's two things going on. One of them was they're completely not related. But one of them was... The reason that I'm getting so much pressure behind my eyes is because it's like a gauze at the back of your eye. And what's happened is that lets fluid out and it's become a little bit constricted. Now, if we're doing bits of research, this can ha- actually happen to us as type 1s. Don't know properly why, because obviously I keep great control, but this can happen. So the solution to that was he sent off my papers, could be a couple of months, he's going to go to a proper eye specialist, and they either give me laser, drops, or they just leave it. The pressure's actually gone. So I'm pretty happy about that. The other thing, now we're getting on to why about fucking glasses. He said, this is completely not related. It's not related to being a diabetic or to the the gauze constricting. He said, but I'm going to recommend you wear distance glasses. Now, distance glasses, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, means I have to wear them when I'm driving, when I'm watching TV, when I'm looking at screens. So basically for me, all the fucking time. All the time. So I went and picked them up when I on Tuesday. Went and picked them up last Saturday. And they are taking some fucking getting used to. I'll tell you that. But you know what? I don't think they look too bad. You guys watching on the live. Won't be able to see. If you guys listen to on the podcast, you got me on socials, you will. Because my latest reel, I've actually done done one with me, with, me, uh, with me specs on. But anyway, more to the point. It's been a while since I've done a live. We've had loads of new podcast episodes released from client testimonials and stuff, but I've not jumped on the socials and done a live. So I was like, right, today's a fucking day. Let's do it. Let's jump on socials. Let's get another podcast episode done. Let's deliver some value to you guys. So I put a, a poll up on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, and I asked the people, you people, what sort of content you like to see from myself. Was it, you know, specifically rates and ratios? related stuff was it exercise was it nutrition or was it how i personally manage my blood sugar levels two of the biggest sort of that got the highest votes one was nutrition one was how i personally manage things so today this has sparked a bit of um, intuition behind me wanting to give you guys 10 nutrition tips for us as type 1 diabetics 
Now, here's another reason why I'm doing this. I like to think we have four sort of, four bits of ammo, four sides to the equation when it comes to managing our diabetes, right? One of those is our mindset. This underpins everything. Like if your mindset's got cracks in it, everything else is going to fall through. It's become a, going to become an absolute shit show when you have a really tough time. I understand that because I've been through ups and downs with mindset. I'm sure a lot of you guys have as well. So we've got mindset that we need to get sorted. We've got the specific type one shit. So this is things like insulin, rates and ratios, running tests, making adjustments. Yeah. We've got exercise and we've got nutrition. Yeah. So in terms of the physical stuff, mindset's not really physical. This shit we can do. We've basically got rates and ratios. We've got exercise. We've got nutrition. Take the rates and ratios out of it. They are important. Exercise and nutrition are two massive bits of fucking ammo, yeah, that we have as type 1 diabetics to help us manage our blood sugar levels. They're also the two parts that a lot of type 1s struggle with, yeah, especially when it comes to nutrition. So I want to give you 10 really, that I think are fucking great tips. And keeping in mind, when we program nutrition plans for our private clients, our one-to-one clients, this is the sort of shit that we're doing and what we're looking at, yeah? So make sure you get ready to take some notes, yeah, jot these down because these are really going to help you if you struggle with your nutrition. But also, if you think your nutrition is great, this might just soundboard some of the stuff that what you're doing is correct, or it's going to give you some new ideas and a bit of an um, initiative as well. Right, so these, this first one is the most important, right? First one's the most important. My first tip, don't do what you've done before. Don't do what you've fucking done before. Let me explain that. If you've tried, and I'm throwing examples here, a low-carb diet before, and you found, you stuck to it for a few weeks or a few months, you ended up binging, you really didn't like it, you was low on energy, you felt like shit, you don't think it worked for you, it didn't work for you, so why the fuck would you go and try and do it again? Simple as that. Same with people who have tried to lose weight and done Slimming World Weight Watchers and are like, oh, I lost some weight on it, but then I regained it all back. Well, it didn't really fucking work for you then, did it? So why the fuck would you go and do it again? Simple as that. You don't need a coach to tell you this. If you've tried a certain way of eating before and you didn't work for you, you don't enjoy it, you don't like it, don't fucking go and do it again. That's the first biggest tip I can give you. So that's tip number one. Don't do what you've done before if it didn't work. Because if it worked... You wouldn't be looking for fucking something else, would you, at the end of the day? So that's the first one. The second tip is choose a way of eating that you can actually stick to forever. I know that's a bold statement, but look at it this way. If you're eating a certain way, you need to ask yourself this question. Can I eat like this for the rest of my life? Is eating this way going to make me happy and can I stick to it for the rest of my life? If you can't say yes to that question you're not going to stick to it. It's a fucking simple as that. I know it's plain and simple. But if you can't ask yourself that question, am I happy with how I'm eating? Is it serving me? Can I stick to this for the rest of my life? If you say no, change it. It's not going to work for you. It's going to go in that bucket of point number one that you've done before and you keep failing at. Yeah. So that's tip number two. Find something that you can stick to that you can be adherent with. Let me give you an example of this. I could give you, and people ask me for nutrition plans and that, I could give you what I personally thought as a coach was the best fucking nutrition plan ever. If you can't stick to it, it's the fucking shittest nutrition plan ever for you because you can't stick to it. That goes for anything. Same with workout plans. Could be a fucking sick workout plan. Give it you. You can't be consistent with it. It's not fucking good for you then, is it? Yeah, so that's point number two. Point number three. 
Go and work your calories out. Dead, dead easy, this. Go online, find a calorie calculator, type all your details in. You've got things like your male or female, so your gender, height, weight, goals. Go and do that. These fucking absolutely, these fucking hundreds, probably thousands of them. Go and do that. That's going to give you your calories. Dead, dead simple. And this is a part that when people come to me and like, we do my nutrition plan, I was like, no, go and work your calories out because this is the best way that you're going to learn. Yeah. So this is tip number three. Go online, find out a calorie calculator, Google it, there's loads. Input your details, go and work your daily calories out, yeah? Tip number four, once you've worked your calories out, you need to allocate a certain amount of those calories to protein. I always like one gram of protein per one pound of lean. I'm going to say that again. One gram of protein per one pound of lean body weight, not per one pound of body weight. If you're fucking 250 pounds, you don't need 250 pounds of 250 grams of protein because not all 250 pounds of you is fucking lean. Yeah. So it's going to be one gram of protein per one pound of lean body weight. I'm going to give you a ballpark figure here to make it easier for a few of you. As, as a general rule, a general rule for females, we like to stick them between 80 to 110 grams of carb, uh, uh, not carb, sorry, protein, 80 to 110 grams of protein for most, the majority of females that we work with. Guys could be upwards from 140 to 200 grams. That's a ballpark figure. It's going to be, you know, dependent on yourself. Yeah. So that is one, one, two, three, tip number four, just told you how to go and find your protein and what, what you should be around. Yeah. Number five, the rate, the remainder of the calories that we've got left, so we've taken some calories away from protein, we've got left, need to be distributed between carbs and fats. Here's the caveat to that. If you're a person who likes to eat lower carbs, absolutely fine. Bump your fats up, make sure you're getting your calories in because you're going to be taking your carbs down. Flip side, if you're someone who likes to eat a higher carb diet like myself, take your fats down, up your carbs. As long as when you've worked your calories out, you're falling within that bracket, you're going to be absolutely fine. This is the basis that we've got here of a very good nutrition plan because it's not a specific way of eating. It's not Atkins, low carb. It's not this, that, and the other. You've got like a blueprint foundation if you follow these points so far because from there, you can start putting in foods that you enjoy. And that means that you can stick to it. Remember point number two? Can you do this for the rest of your life? Yeah? So we're on point one, two, three, four... Five. Point number six. Point number six is a big one. A lot of you fuckers are already doing this, and this is great. It's awesome to hear. Track your food. An app that I like and we use most of our clients is MyFitnessPal. If you've got a new, a different food tracking app, as long as it tells you your calories, your carbs, your fats, and your proteins, so your carbs, fats, and your proteins are your macronutrients. As long as the app tells you that, and you, you can scan barcodes or searching it when you're eating out, the apps are good and fine. MyFitnessPal is the best and most popular one, but if you want to use something else, that's fine. Do this for a few reasons. Firstly, it's going to make sure that you're staying within your calories. Secondly, for us as type 1s, it's going to give you an accurate reading of carbs in a meal, fats in a meal, and protein in a meal, which means you're taking that fucking guesstimating variable out. You're not winging it in your head. You've got it there, and it's going to be pretty much bang on most of the time. Sometimes it does get it wrong. Yeah, but it's going to be more bang on than what you can get it in your head if you're not sure about nutrition. You're not too cl clued up on nutrition. Yeah, so that's six. Use a food tracking app to track your food. Number seven, the way that you eat 
The way that you eat needs to align with two things. Actually, fucking three things. First one, well, kind of two because both of these fall in a health category. So it needs to align with good health. By good health, I mean helping you control your blood sugar levels and also covering the basis of health, vitamins, minerals, decent, nutritious whole foods. Yeah, that's the first thing it needs to align with. That's the fucking most important thing. Yeah. The second thing is it needs to align with any body goals that you have. So if you want to lose some body fat, when you've worked your calories out in the previous points, make sure it's in a calorie deficit. You want to gain a little bit of lean muscle when you've worked your calories out, make sure it's in a very small calorie surplus. Simple. Point number seven. It's got to align with good blood glucose control, so good health, covering the basis there. And any body goals that you have, want to lose some body fat, calorie deficit, want to gain a little bit of lean muscle and strength or gain some weight, bit of a calorie surplus. Dead simple. Tip number eight, I really like this one. It's something that I stick to, like, forever. Like, tip number eight, 80-20 rule. Use the 80-20 rule. What's this if you've not heard it? It's 80% decent, nutritious. I hate labeling food as healthy because let's look at it this way. If I eat really well and I have one chocolate bar, is that chocolate bar unhealthy? Well, not really. If I eat 10 chocolate bars in a day, is the chocolate bar then unhealthy? Fucking probably. So when we label food as healthy or unhealthy, it's not. It's the quantity of the food, right? So back to a bit, bit of a side note there, but hopefully you get some fucking value from that. 80-20 rule. What is it? 80% decent, whole, nutritious foods. The shit that as adults, you know you should be fucking eating. We're all adults. We all know what a healthy, quote, in brackets, nutrition looks like. We know, all know the sort of shit that we should be eating, right? 80% of that. 20%, whatever the fuck you want. Fill your boots, mate. Go and enjoy yourself. Why do we do that? Well, it makes it much more livable and sustainable long-term. If you're trying to go 100% balls deep and get 100% correction right all the fucking time, when you get fucking 99%, your head's going to fall off. You're going to think you're a failure. So give yourself that 20% leeway. 80% decent, whole nutritious foods. 20% whatever the fuck that you want. It's going to make it much more livable and sustainable for you. Number nine. A big one for us to type one, something that I come across a lot. Don't cut foods out that you actually fucking enjoy because they cause havoc with your blood sugar levels. Learn the skill, because that's all it fucking is. Learn the skill of managing your blood sugar levels when you're eating these sort of foods. Let's look at it this way. It might just be me, right? But I don't like taking out a problem just because I'm struggling to solve it. I would much prefer to be able to solve that problem, get the skills, get the knowledge, and be happy, yeah? Instead of taking out the problem, knowing that I've not got the knowledge and skills to solve it, because when this problem arises again, I'm going to be fucked. Let me give you an example of this. No offense to anyone that's doing low, low carb, but this is what I find a lot. A person takes carbs out of the nutrition because they're really struggling to manage the blood glucose levels around it. Then they get invited out on a social occasion with the mates and they decide to have some pasta or some pizza. They've not got the skills because they've taken this out of the equation. They've not got the skills to manage it. So they're out, I'm going to go time with the mates. Oh, fuck. Anxiety central, frustration, overwhelm. They're trying to bowl us. <coughs> Excuse me. They don't have a foot what they're doing. The blood sugar levels are all over the fucking place. Whereas if they would have just put the time and energy in and not cut the carbs out and learned to manage the skill, learned the skill of managing the blood sugar levels around it, they would have been absolutely fine. Yeah. So don't cut out foods that you enjoy. Learn the skill of managing your blood sugar levels around it. Another saying that I like on this is 
putting a plaster over a cut that you know for fucking damn sure needs stitches. The cut's never going to heal. Do things the correct way in terms of that. Yeah? And number 10, this is the final one. Tip number 10. This kind of overrules all of it. Be consistent. If you go and put most of these points in play and you do it for a week and you're like, oh, it's not fucking working for me. It's a week, mate. It's a fucking week. You need to be consistent. See, something I'm big on with myself and with clients. Being consistent is the key to anything. You can't just do something for a week and because you didn't get the results that you want, go, I know I'm fucking work. It's wrong. It don't work for me. No, you're not working for it because you are not being consistent. Whatever it is that you want, Great health, great blood glucose control, learning a skill of managing diabetes, learning about nutrition, exercise. You have to be consistent with it. Do you think the first time, like I've been at like an in-person personal trainer before this, great with exercise and that, and you'll know if you've ever, ever worked out, I'm going to use this sort of analogy here. When you ever first did a squat, I bet you was pretty shit at it. How did you get better? You put the reps in, you was consistent over and over again. Squat, squat, squat. You keep doing it, you put the reps in, you be consistent, you get fucking shit out of doing a squat. The same comes when it comes to nutrition, managing blood sugar levels in your health. Be consistent. You can't try something for a week, lose your fucking head because it didn't work for you for a week. Come on, mate. Let's be fucking realistic here. Yeah. Team, that is it. I'm going to do a quick recap before we close out. 10 nutrition tips for us as type diabetics. First one, don't do what you've done before because if the way of eating or whatever it was did actually work for you, you won't be fucking here looking for something else. Tip number two, Find something that you can stick to. Ask yourself this question. Am I happy eating this way? Can I eat this way for the rest of my life? Big one, that. Tip number three, go and work your calories out. Use an online calorie calculator. There's fucking loads out there. Tip number four, make sure you get enough protein. I like to go in the ballpark of one gram of protein per one pound of lean body weight. Making that easier. Normally 80 grams to 110 for females, 140 upwards to around 200, maybe sometimes more for you guys, yeah? Number five, do as you wish with carbs and fats. If you want to go low carb, up your fats to get your calories in. You want to go higher carbs, lower your fats. Make sure your calories align. Tip number six, use a food tracking app like MyFitnessPal. One of the best, most popular ones or whatever, whatever else tickles your fancy. Tip number seven, the way that you eat has to align with great blood glucose control, good health, and also any body goals that you have. Losing body fat, gaining lean muscle, or even maintaining weight. Yeah. Tip number eight, Use the 80-20 rule. 80% of decent, whole, nutritious foods. 20% whatever the fuck that you want, pal. Go and fill your boots, yeah? Tip number nine. Don't cut out foods that you enjoy just because you struggle with managing your blood sugar levels around it. Learn the skill of managing your blood sugar levels because guaranteed you are going to keep facing that problem again and again and again at some point. We can't cut out every problem from our life. Plus, problem is a challenge. That's how you're going to fucking grow. Tip number 10, final one. Be consistent. Team, that is it. If you got value from this episode, as I said at the start, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app as it really does help me reach more time on diabetics and positively impact our community. Thanks very much for listening. Have the fucking best day ever. Peace. Peace.